0: So he gets all three of them stuck in the elevator, the delivery man now included. Yeah. He has stress incontinence.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Which means he pees.
0: He took a pee in the elevator. I gotta pee. I'm gonna pee. If
1: you pee, I will end your life. It was so gross, the whole scene. I was like, oh my god.
0: I'm surprised you didn't have this in your Quick Facts, Because I've been going ahead and rewatching The Office, of which Claire was an editor for, there's an episode where Pam screws around with the elevator in the office, and her and Dwight are in the elevator, and it gets stuck, and he pees in the corner. Really? Dwight pees in the corner.
1: This is a thing for her.
0: I was going to say, I thought (laughs) Claire really enjoys. Stressed incontinence? Yeah, guys peeing in corners of elevators. (laughs) I guess so. Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love re-watching movies over and over again.
0: And if you're here, you love romantic comedies, we do
1: as well. So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Set, Set It
0: up. up. And make sure if you're listening to us on Spotify, follow us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review there as well. We love those. We got one from uh, Mike saying what a great show reliving the best in romantic comedies old and new Devin and sarah are fun and entertaining making this an all-around feel-good show thank you so much and as well uh you can reach out on our instagram at romcom rewind where currently we are doing a march madness bracket of the best romantic comedies
1: yeah it's getting tough of all time
0: yes i think we had hitch versus uh 10 things i hate about you Ooh, that got here Set It Up is directed by Claire Scanlon. It's a 2018 Netflix romantic comedy. That's, this might be in your quick facts. Had amazing reviews on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: It's not in my quick facts, actually.
0: Critics love that. Was it a 93 score 90, on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: 92 on Rotten Tomatoes by critics. And then I think like a 67 score <laughs> or 72 score um, on, for audience.
0: So this is the story of two assistants. We have Harper Moore, uh, played by Zoe Deutsch. And she's an aspiring sports writer. And she's the personal assistant to Kirsten Stevens, played by Lucy Liu. Kirsten Stevens, we believe, is like this mega-popular female sports writer for ESPN. Hence why Harper wants to be sort of in her midst. But it is very clear that Harper is... Is it fair to say she's like a speed bump for Kirsten to just drive over all day, every day? She's belittled by her. Uh, Kirsten is like a, a powerful... Boss ass lady and Harper is uh, a little bit shyer. She's just kind of trying to control this tornado that is this woman's personal life. Meanwhile, she's she's trying to get something career oriented out of it, but it's just not working. Meanwhile, we have Charlie Young, played by Glenn Powell. Charlie is the personal assistant to Rick, played by Tay Diggs. I love Tay Diggs in this one. He is really good in it. Kind of the same scenario where Rick is a uh, a huge a hole. He yells yeah. about not having 3D printers in his office. He tries to fire a postal worker, to which Charlie had to explain to somebody else, like, he's a, that's a government employee. How can you fire <laughs> that guy? Um, and these two, these two being Charlie and Harper, uh, they meet one day. And they realize, wow, what if your super douchey boss and my super douchey boss, what if they met and actually fell in love and then maybe we could get a goddamn day off? And that's the story of this movie. It's Charlie and Harper, these two assistants to these mega powerful people trying to get their bosses to date and maybe some love blossoms from these moments together. Maybe. What are your thoughts on this movie?
1: Should return my blue jacket. Yes. And after a very intense conversation with their saleswoman that ended with both of us in tears, I got you a full refund. I want it back.
0: Absolutely. This computer isn't taking my password. Ah! Oh no, do no, that. Ah! It's my laptop. Well, bring me
1: my laptop. Wake me up at midnight, but don't startle me. Play a lullaby or something. They just slowly increase the volume.
0: What are you still doing here?
1: I'm always the last one here.
0: I'm always the last one here.
1: The two of them are always in this office. So let's just lock them in a room together so they can have sex with each other. When they're boning, we're free. I really liked this movie. Um, I related to it a lot, having been an assistant to a few people. Everything that happens to them is pretty legit. Making sure everything runs smoothly, not leaving until they leave, ensuring nothing is amiss. All the while, you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off, making sure it's all a certain way and to keep them from knowing it's all chaotic. Okay, so you've been an assistant for two different people.
0: Yes. Do you think you could administratively assist either a Rick or a Kirsten in these movies? Could you Could you handle
1: that chaos?
0: Having done the job,
1: (laughs) I could probably handle Kirsten. Really? Yeah, more so than Rick. I think. Wow, that's so
0: funny because I think I
1: could handle Rick better than. Well, no, I
0: I think I could handle both of them, but just Rick. You just need to understand what's going on in that guy's head, and he's uh, like a petulant child. He's just a he's a grown man baby, and and I think that deal with him.
1: Yeah, and that's where I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) no, I'm not a babysitter. Like, I don't need to do that. Whereas, like Kirsten's a badass. she's more rational
0: most of the i mean she she is she is irrational because that's the comedy of the movie but like (laughs) most of the time when i'm thinking they're both assholes um they're assholes in different ways kirsten is much less of an asshole or at least there's more redeeming qualities there i think
1: yeah i think harper's problem is far different than charlie's problem with their bosses right like they're very very different like harper is very timid so she just won't stand up to kirsten whereas rick is a child so he's a man baby i don't think um but it's weird because charlie aspires to be rick yeah and that is his problem whereas harper's problem is that she wants to be kirsten but doesn't want to take the leap into writing to get there and i'm sure you're going to talk oh, about it later God. so i'm not going to dive into it now but i think they're very very different problems That's but I will say the cast was great. I loved all the actors they chose for the characters. The mm. writing was really well done. The dialogue was great. There was quick wit, humor, and I could appreciate this. I could appreciate that this movie said a lot about modern relationships and how tough it is to have this balanced life between your work life and trying to have a relationship.
0: Sure, sure. I- I'm gonna push back on the on the character side Why? of things, but okay, okay. Let me let me start though. This this movie at times really frustrates me. But I think this movie is the symptom of a problem. And the problem is that we are just finally getting decent romantic comedies back in the world again. Oh, fair enough. And let's be real. If, if you stack this movie up against a classic like My Best Friend's Wedding or You've Got Mail, this one isn't quite in that realm. But I'll give you this. I couldn't help myself from enjoying it because it's like, hey, there's a new... We have a new romantic comedy. From, like, the past two, when was this, 2018, three years ago, it's actually pretty decent. And much like, you know, an Always Be My Maybe, I think it actually, uh, like, I like it more for what it represents. Because we can have a romantic comedy that's new, we can have a little bit of diversity in them, and even a streaming service can release one that's really, really great. With that said... There are things that I really didn't like about this movie. Okay,
1: <laughs> I'm excited.
0: <laughs> but I said all that stuff, so I'm gonna put some kid gloves on and say, you know, the comedy, like you said, was really, really great.
1: Yeah, like the delivery of of the the dry humor. I I appreciate that. I think that's really funny. It's oh, not yeah. stupid humor. Um, it. I think Zoe is um an actress who can deliver humor in a very dry. But amazing way, like I love her delivery, and and Glenn Glenn can also deliver some good lines as well. Oh, you don't think so? Okay, okay, okay,
0: okay. Like, listen, Lucy Liu and Tay as the two bosses, hysterical. Oh, fantastic! They They had amazing lines. Nailed it. Yeah, um, Charlie, (laughs) okay, was like uh, a sack of dried potatoes. Oh. Honestly, but but he had some good comedic timing. But yes. the whole time I was thinking, okay, like Harper, she's really falling for this guy? Like that guy? Okay, all right. I, I thought she could do more. I loved Harper's character, but I also don't think she's ever going to be a sports writer. Okay. I'm pretty firm on that.
1: Okay, so can I throw something out there? And I just thought of this. Okay. Does Zoe, or sorry, does Harper's character fall for Charlie because... They're so busy in their lives, oh, they have no time it, to date. Is it is it Is uh, it the dating
0: of convenience? Is it You're just around. Yeah, 100% it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that it's not. No.
0: Hey, dude, like what? Charlie is 28, she's 25. Yes.
1: Yeah. At a certain point,
0: you just start dating because people happen to be around you a lot.
1: And it goes back to what you were talking about in the last uh what episode was that?
0: Oh, that was probably definitely maybe.
1: It was. Yes.
0: How Isla Fisher's character has this thought process that you know, there is no the one for you. It's just whoever you happen <laughs> to be with when you decide to move on to the next <laughs> stage of your life. That's the person who you're going to be with. So <laughs> so Harper was stuck in that office all the time. And one day she walked downstairs. and <laughs> She's like, whoa,
1: a man. There. <laughs> there, wow. There's a guy down here. <laughs> A guy Maybe I should fall in love with him. Yeah, a guy who's <laughs> gonna talk to me and hang out with me and eat pizza. What? Yeah.
0: I mean, they do have a lot of similar characteristics, and I think they do work, but I just think I just think Harper's too good for him.
1: I think in the end he redeems himself by realizing that he's he's a jerk. But anyway, I digress.
0: But I also don't think she's gonna be a sports writer. Anyway, those are my thoughts on the
1: movie. I liked the overall idea of the two assistants setting up their bosses yeah. so that their lives were made easier and their bosses were happier. Like they co like correlation between the two it, it definitely happens and it shows it was a really cute concept and i'm trying to think has this concept been done before and i don't think it had so it was it was a fresh idea that was it was a cool modern take on
0: on the parent trap
1: on the parent <laughs> trap yes that's the only time t- they, they even
0: make a joke about it in the movie how they're parent trapping them but you're right like even it's like they took 10 of the plot of the parent trap and then changed everything else. So there, there really isn't anything quite like this, I think.
1: I liked that it was not only about two the two main leads falling in love, but it was also about their bosses falling in love. Right? The only reason that they fell in love was because they were trying to get their bosses to fall in love, and in doing so, they themselves felt like fell in love. Um, we got to follow like two love stories with ultimately one failing (spoiler alert), uh, <laughs> but the other one ended really nicely. So they don't have lives outside of their jobs. Harper usually goes home and hangs out, watches movies, swipes on Tinder. This brings me to the food hood. I think this might be the best invention by a millennial. You've been eating popcorn wrong your entire life. It's basically been amateur hour up until this revelation of the food hood. You simply wear a hooded sweatshirt and put it on backwards, (laughs) and then you fill said hood with whatever food you like. Any snack food will do. Popcorn, chips, candy. The world is your oyster.
0: I mean... Yeah, you're not wrong. Is that what Harper was doing? I kind of forget. Yes. So yeah.
1: she didn't want to use her hands. She was being lazy, and so she flipped her her hoodie around, put the popcorn in the hood, and all she had to do was just bend her neck, stick her tongue out, and grab the popcorn. That's it's pretty amazing. Genius.
0: See, you know what? When you teed that up, I thought there was some kind of popcorn flavor that I had been <laughs> no. missing out on. I'm like, man, no. I tried to make caramel popcorn the other night. Like, I feel like I'm broadening my my popcorn horizons. You know, throw a little parmesan, some like. Uh, truffle oil in there no you're just talking about a bowl that's attached to your body
1: just a bowl attached (laughs) to your body um whoa (laughs) i think you're you're missing the point (laughs) like completely this is pure laziness but functionality at its finest, and I mean, I'm thinking of even of even putting dividers in the hood so you can have three types of snacks. Oh my god! Right? Like this? This could, could have some trail mix in there. A hundred. Sure, well, yeah. I don't know if anyone would want to munch on trail mix. Want to eat trail mix while swiping on Tinder and being lazy? Like, is that your is that your snack of choice? Trail mix, not chips. Uh, probably M and M's. Oh, the peanut M and M's though. Oh, those are good. But you got to so think good. about the weight. Right, so like if you're trying to tilt your head down and and the M and Ms are all the back, right? You got to think about that.
0: But but what if I have a hoodie with a tie with with the uh, with the string, so I can tie it nice and tight to my neck?
1: I like your thinking. Yep, that would work. Problem solved. Okay, I like it. And that is the snack hood, the food hood, the food hood. So I'm gonna talk about the meat cute of this movie. With Charlie and Harper. Right,
0: because there's technically two. There, there's the one they're trying to create with their bosses, but then there's their own meat cute
1: Correct. So I'm going to talk about their own meat cute um, It's the first time we see them interact in the lobby, and they're both desperately attempting to get the takeout order for the sake of their careers. If they do not each go and get takeout at some point or another and bring something back for their bosses, they will no longer have a job however i feel like it is the poor planning of charlie that he then has to steal harper's food because he did not plan ahead whoa no 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 this isn't
0: charlie because remember a hundred percent no no it's not charlie because yes. remember he asked rick he's like hey do you want dinner and rick's like oh, dude it's like 11 i'm not gonna have dinner right now then they get back to the uh-uh. office and rick's what are you eye uh-uh. me for charlie says
1: charlie says all the times before you usually end up eating and Rick just gives them the stare that could probably like kill him. And Charlie says, oh, OK, Charlie should have anticipated Rick wanting food.
0: <sighs> I mean, I'm not going to totally fine, whatever.
1: It was a really funny scene. They were negotiating with the delivery guy. The delivery of the lines were fantastic. Time I minute. really hold on, hold on.
0: Hold on. Who's at fault, though? Because Harper also didn't bring any cash with her.
1: Yeah, cuz she probably thought that she could pay by card. Hmm. Duh. Everyone you can pay. like I'm everything you can pay team by card. On this. No way. Oh, uh-uh. Yeah. No. He had the cash, baby. It was a really cute meet cute. I liked it a lot cuz it was different than any like running into each other on the street or um like I'm trying to think of all the like the classically meet cutes. Like this one was this one was spicy. There was a lot there was, there was a lot going animosity. on. There was I some competition it. to it. Yeah, sure. like they weren't friends. You know, like they didn't meet and it was like love at first sight. I like that.
0: So then after that, Charlie and Harper come up with the idea. Hey, let's get our bosses to date. And they actually set up a meet cute. They kind of like manufacture one, which is my best scene. So we're not going to talk about this right now. Okay. It's hilarious. It's in an elevator. There's a guy peeing. It's great. Disgusting. But that one kind of fails. So then attempt number two.
1: The attempt number two is at the Yankees game. Harper comes up with the idea to get them both at the Yankees game near the same seats, uh, basically like one row behind each other, and then them kind of spark something there. All the while, Harper and Charlie are at the game, way up in the nosebleed section, just watching them. And Harper convinces this guy, I'm assuming that she goes to a lot of Yankees games, uh, to put them on the kiss cam. But first, before I go there... How do we feel about sports memorabilia? And she shows up in full Yankees gear, which I mean, in my mind, she's a big fan.
0: Yeah, maybe this is an unpopular opinion.
1: I'm like a, I'm like a hat kind of guy. but genuinely,
0: if I saw Harper at like, you know, at a Toronto Raptors game, for example, and she's got what did she have? Like she had the shirt, yeah. she had the hat. Mm-hmm. She probably had a foam finger, I think. I'd be like, "Oh my god, is it is it your first game? Wow, that's adorable." You know, I'd think I'd think either you're like way too much, or it's your first game, and that's kind of adorable.
1: <laughs> okay, so you'd hate me because I would be the one with the foam finger. I would be the one with the 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 what do they call those things that you oh, use? The, little the bangers, yeah, the bangers, yeah,
0: yeah. sure, the blunt, um, the, bangers.
1: the hat, the jersey. Like you know, I'd pick my favorite team player, and I would have the shirt with their names on the back. You know, I'd, I'd Go all out. What's
0: your favorite uh, team? Like, let's say
1: hockey, for example. Hockey. Yeah, I like the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs>
0: Thank God we live nowhere near Tampa Bay, and I never need to go to a game with you because that would be insufferable. I
1: do have a T-shirt. I do have a T-shirt. They won the Stanley Cup this year too, so. Um... Yeah,
0: but you're never going to be in a situation where you need to wear that, so we're good. Okay.
1: Well. Okay. So and and Charlie shows up in a suit, which in my mind, like, is totally like faux pas you don't you show up wearing absolutely no article of yankee clothing like who are you there's the exit no listen whoa 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 chill out on my guy
0: charlie you know what's funny is that i actually dislike charlie a lot in this movie <laughs> but now i've done nothing but defend him. i know for the first i was gonna say <laughs> listen okay i'll agree with you that the suit is stupid especially at a baseball game yes. because it's an open-air it's stadium freaking hot you're in the sun yeah however um, Like a basketball game or a hockey game where you're inside an air-conditioned arena. Yeah, you can show up there with like a, a, sh- a suit jacket or something. You know, you can make it a little bit... I know. feel like you could wear a little something. It's not a prerequisite that you need. Like, I'd probably wear a normal t-shirt.
1: With with the, the logo of the, the no. team? No. no. Oh, okay. I might
0: wear a hat with the logo of the team.
1: Maybe. I think this goes back to the question about... um. the band t-shirt situation is it suitable to wear a band t-shirt of the band you're going to see or is it customary to only wear a different band t-shirt to the show that you're going to see or an older tour like an older tour band t-shirt of the band you're going to see
0: yeah this is such a weird thing especially in like the indie music scene like if you're going to see Mumford and Sons it's like ironically hilarious for you to wear a Bruno Mars T-shirt to that show. And people are yeah. like, oh, yo, that's sick. Like, yeah. John Mayer, love that one. But if you wear a, a Mumford & Sons shirt, they'd be like, what a loser. This guy's wearing their own shirt to their show. I don't yeah. understand the logic there.
1: Though. I think for me, this is how I see it. And I could be very wrong in this. I, I have gotten into some discussions with people too like they see it completely different than i (laughs) do and that's totally fine but like let's say okay for uh example lumineers the lumineers um i love rock thing yeah Yeah. love the lumineers i've gone to see them a few times and i have t-shirts band t-shirts from previous shows i would wear a previous shows t-shirt there i wouldn't go there and buy the t-shirt and then put it on on. right i would go
0: proves you've been a fan for a long time
1: yes and i think that's the um the prerequisite like people want you to know how long they've been and this goes back to being like the hipster it's a hipstery thing it is like oh I've been a fan since the beginning like that's kind of their vibe and so yeah I would wear in that case a t-shirt of a different band like Mumford and Sons same genre of like a Mumford and Sons if I was going to the Lumineers or I would wear an old uh, like tour t-shirt from the Lumineers I wouldn't go and wear the one That they're selling I would go and buy it For next time but I wouldn't wear it at that Concert
0: you know what and it just occurred To me I think the last time I went to a oh my god Can we just have a moment that like it's going to be so great when concerts and sporting events come back to, like, the normal amount of people that are allowed in stadiums and arenas. <laughs>
1: yeah, who, who God, can group together. Nice. So during the baseball game, Harper's chatting with Charlie, and he brings up that guys love girls who love sports. Is yeah. it true that guys like girls who like sports? Or is it that guys like girls who like guys who like sports?
0: Yeah, I think both are true. I think both are true. But listen, if if you're a girl who likes sports... Yes. And you say you like sports, but then we watch sports and you're like, whoa, like what a end of a half. And you're like, there are no halves in hockey or you know what I mean? Like you immediately, it's kind of the other way that you can't lie about it. Because if if you get caught in a lie, then I just think that you're a liar.
1: What if the attempt is there? That's kind of, that's cute, you know? Yeah. No. Okay. You want somebody who's like.
0: Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like a lot of people throw out the sports thing because they think like Mm. Harper's saying it's easily appealable to guys
1: it is hey I love
0: video games oh wow like I love video games too. there are a lot of girls that just say they like video games just because they know a guy is gonna be interested in that they're lying
1: to you guys I do agree with that though (laughs) what (laughs) I like some video games no you don't I like some video games the old Mario the old Super Mario or the old Mario Kart like that's my jam however like you know Super Nintendo that kind of thing but and this is like the gun gun one like no thank you no thank you you can play those
0: that's like saying I like sports I was in a beer league slow pitch (laughs) baseball team I was (laughs) that's mixed for one year yeah exactly like okay (laughs) it's a different category
1: I think as a whole, they were very inventive and successful with all of their plans to get their bosses together. Like, everything they did was very well executed and turned out very successfully. Yeah, like, there's a scene
0: where, um, there's a scene specifically that I was thinking about where Charlie catches Rick talking about body hair. Oh, yeah. On women, and he said, you know, I can't date a woman (laughs) who has any bit of body hair, which, uh... Is a bit of an antiquated way of looking at things, Rick. I'm not surprised coming from his mouth, but mm. regardless, he, he probably has no hair on his body no, either. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But so Charlie realizes that, and he calls Harper. He's like, "Hey, we need to get Kirsten a bikini wax." And they have a fun conversation. Do you know what merkins are? No. Well, they they bring it up. Merkins are wigs for your <clears throat> for your
1: your nether region. How do you what? How do you put them on?
0: I think it's probably like a uh, like a, a light glue sort Stop of situation. It. So you can get like a, a heart merkin that looks like um you shaved in a heart shape, or you can get like like a leopard spotted one. Stop. So it's, I'm not even kidding.
1: That's hilarious. This is actually
0: vi- th- this started in the 1400s, Sarah. What? But yeah, so uh. Harper brought up merkins they do actually exist so I've got a question if this dying because the first thing I found when I googled merkins (laughs) was a BBC article from like a year ago saying that it is on an upward upward trend these (laughs) Oh would you wear a merkin if they were a trend no if that was a thing
1: if it was no I don't think I would it's that's so funny
0: it's just and actually they they happen a lot in uh in movies why? Like, for example, if the there was oh man, I'm trying to remember which movie it was, but essentially, there was an actress who was a natural brunette, but her character was a redhead, so they dyed her hair red. But there was supposed to be a full frontal scene, so they got her a redheaded merkin.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Is this is this a real thing? I I I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go there, but like, I'd like to know the science of like if you're. If you're a redhead on top, are you
0: a redhead below? Oh, well, I think most of the time, yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Harper's best friend, Becca's getting married, and Harper's the maid of honor, and um, they're hosting an engagement party. The guy that Harper was seeing, um, now that she had all this free time, his name was a golf guy, by the way, uh, bailed on her at the last minute, and they just so happened to be at Sue's model friend's pool party, who is Charlie's girlfriend. Um, and Suze is busy with some other guys. So Charlie agrees to go to this engagement party with Harper. And I love the scene when Becca's, I love the scene when Becca goes up to give a toast to thank everyone for coming and she ends up roasting her fiance. She literally sits there and just roasts her fiance. And I think for me, her character, I think for the movie had some of the best delivery of her lines. She was flipping hilarious. Really? I, I loved her. I kind of wish she had been in the movie more.
0: I was going to say, was this a movie that could have uh, lived a little bit more on those side characters? Because I, I thought Pete Davidson, Charlie's roommate, was hilarious. Today I get a waiter fired for dripping condensation on Rick's pant leg. So, I also feel good. You know, when you get promoted, you could be one of those rich guys that donate school supplies, you know, so you don't feel so bad about yourself. We love that guy. We make him a card every year.
1: Yeah, like I found it, it kept it very at the level of their work. We never really got to dive into their yeah. personal lives, um, which I think was was something that was missing. I think it goes back to your thoughts originally about how um, does this hold up against really classic, like My Best Friend's Wedding or Runaway Bride, yeah. two Julia Roberts movies. But they dive a lot deeper into their stories and their lives um, and, and why they're where they're at today whereas this keeps it very superficial it doesn't really dive deeper
0: well and I think those side characters unfortunately for this movie they're just there to reaffirm what the audience is thinking you know you're watching all these interactions between Charlie and Rick and Harper and Kirsten you're thinking wow this is a horrible scenario And then like every 20 minutes, you get a scene with either Pete Davidson or Becca and they get to be the one that's like, whoa, you're in a horrible situation. And you as the audience agree, you're like, yeah, thank God somebody said it. And it's like, that's kind of their only purpose. Like, here's two funny lines and like, wow, your job's shitty. Goodbye. And then they just leave for like half an hour. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Like, that is exactly why they're there, just to show how their lives can't move forward because they're stuck in these jobs that they hate, but they think will get them where they want to go. yeah. The scene I loved uh, was when Harper goes up to Becca and tells her that she's hungry. There's no pizza. So they're going to go and find pizza. And so Becca agrees and says, yeah, go like, oh, my God, have fun, blah, blah, blah. And not 10 seconds later, does the pizza delivery guy show up with like 20 pizzas for the party? Yeah. I thought it was so cute that Becca let her friend leave the party because she knew like that they clicked.
0: Did she know that it was a Charlie Harper thing I that needed to happen? I think
1: so. And um, I think she could see how happy harper was and um that this might be something that she needs i'm gonna stop there because the pizza scene after this is my favorite scene oh that's your best scene that is my best scene hmm. okay okay their schemes harper and charlie to get their bosses together they worked brilliantly so much so that they go away for a weekend um and when they come back we find out that Kirsten and Rick are going to get married. Dun, dun,
0: dun. Yeah, that kind of
1: came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, We later find out, though, a few things. Um, Kirsten's over the moon to get married to Rick. She really thinks they're in love.
0: Yeah, and Rick, it turns out, we find out that he is still banging
1: his ex-wife. Yeah, and the only reason why he wants to get married is so that he can beat his ex-wife to the altar.
0: It's kind of horrible. Shitty. Here's the thing, though. Charlie finds out that Rick is cheating with Kirsten, Mm -hmm. right? He chooses not to tell anyone because uh, Rick and Kirsten both kind of agreed, like, hey, Harper and Charlie, these guys are awesome. We're going to each promote them. So Charlie's getting a promotion out of this. Good job, Charlie. Pat yourself on the back. He finds out Rick is cheating. He decides not to say anything. So if you are getting a promotion, your life's going way better, it is because your boss is cheating in their relationship, a relationship that you are responsible for creating, do you tell anyone?
1: I'd probably tell Harper. I would. Because if they get married, like, that's the rest of their lives. I mean, probably until they get a divorce because eventually Lucy Lou. But think about that. In the long run, Rick will be even more upset with Charlie. But, but Charlie's going to be out of the picture by then,
0: right? He's promoted.
1: Bye. I just think that's really selfish if he doesn't tell Harper. Listen,
0: I, I'm actually going to mostly side with Charlie on this one. You're crazy. Like, I created a- They're getting a
1: ser- married. It's not they're just dating. If they were just <laughs> dating, then sure, whatever, I guess. I don't know. I still think that's wrong. Yeah.
0: I Like, I created a scenario where love can bloom. That's all. That, that was my part in it. Turns out Rick's cheating, and he's a horrible guy. That's not on me. That's on him. You're right. I'd probably tell Harper, but like, ah, God, you're getting promoted, Charlie. I, like, I'm like. i just saying, Charlie's rationale for not wanting to say anything, I kind of get it a little bit.
1: Well, and I mean, it falls apart when... Harper does find out, not yeah. from Charlie.
0: And of course, she's going to be the honorable yes. one and tell Kirsten and look she, at what it got her. Well,
1: yeah, it gets her fired and Charlie finally comes to his senses and then goes to the airport to stop Kirsten and Rick from getting married.
0: Yeah, this was a great scene.
1: It was. Oh, my God. Because it was really funny because Charlie's yelling at them in line. Like, there's probably like 100 people there just watching this conversation go on. It was really, really great. and. Rick actually even calls Kirsten the wrong name. Calls her Kiki. Calls her Kiki. Yeah. yeah. Like they know nothing about each other. So, yeah, it all comes to a head. They they basically, like, they hash it out at the airport. Um, Kirsten says, bye, Rick. Like, see you later. Leaves. Charlie gets fired. Even though he had already quit. So he had already quit,
0: and that's like Rick, you messed up. Because like, if I'm quitting my job and my boss is like, "No, you're fired," I'm thinking, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna get some sweet severance. Thank you for firing me." (laughs) I had already quit, but sure, that works out.
1: Yeah, and I think like it goes back to Rick's immaturity and just like childness in this movie. He just can't come to terms with all of this is his fault and what he did was wrong. Like he can't own it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's funny though because after Charlie quits, Rick shows up to his apartment the next day wanting info on his wife kiki and right at that moment charlie's roommate duncan comes home and pours a whole coffee all over him i loved it
0: deserved can we say that duncan is the most interesting thing about charlie i just think he's so boring like what can you tell me what rick and charlie do for a living
1: um no actually i can't i don't even know what they're at least you know what kirsten's the sports writer. office yeah. is yeah i actually don't know what rick does nor really what charlie does it's like
0: chandler bing in friend like i don't know oh what my you God, do for that's a living
1: amazing
0: that is funny so and that's funny. back to the whole like charlie you're you're just boring you're kind of like i mean i he has some comedic timing he he's very funny but like there's eh, who is this guy harper why do you like this
1: guy i think part of his job was um doing Rick's son's science fair.
0: Oh my God, right?
1: <laughs> that was a lot of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that he was working on this lemon situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, but but we did miss something before mm-hmm. the, um before Charlie goes to the airport. Yeah. Kind of the catalyst moment for him wanting to come clean about everything is that him and his girlfriend Susie, <gasps> right. they go out to dinner. And she reveals at dinner, Charlie kind of has a blow up, and he's like, you know what, all this is stupid, none of this matters, I'm breaking up. She says, oh no, Charlie, you're my backup. yeah she, she literally says it to him. You're my backup. I've got a question for you, Sarah. Okay. I don't want to talk about if you've had a backup or not. Do you think that you were ever someone else's backup? Were oh. you ever the Charlie?
1: Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> oh my God, I hope not. Um... Really, I
0: don't you, think it's a bad thing to be a backup.
1: If it works out, I guess. Well, if you, you find the...
0: somebody that's not that person, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a weird thought. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think there's I a I guess I'll never know.
0: I, I think there's a scientific way to figure it out, and okay. you can you can take a look at the people around your life, and you can find the person who who had you as a backup.
1: Whoa. Okay. So it's,
0: what are you woeing that this is not actually scientific, Sarah? okay. (laughs) It's, (laughs) it's the Devon class of science. There's nothing real about this, but it's, it's the, that one person that when you get into a serious relationship, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. But maybe, maybe their arm kind of lingers on your shoulder a little bit too long, or their, their gaze holds on you for a few moments too long. Have you had one
1: of those people? I I would see that being as like somebody who realizes that they like you too late. Like you've moved on, like you're with somebody now in a serious relationship and they realize, oh my God, I didn't like them just as a friend. I actually have feelings for them, and I I want to be more. But is that too late?
0: Which is pretty close to a backup plan. Maybe subconsciously you were the backup plan and they just never realized it until you were in a relationship. I think there are some people who just loosely think like, oh, you know what? If none of these other options work out, at least that guy will be (laughs) fine. I think I was that guy for somebody. Does that Uh make me a backup plan that they're like, you know what? Devin's fine. I could spend the rest of my life with Devin. I prefer somebody else. Aww. (laughs) <laughs> but but if all goes to hell, at least I got him, right? I think I was that for somebody.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: What? You're like so sad for me. Hey, yeah. I'm happy with where I'm at. Well, you can, yeah. I, I should hope so. I'm not going to be perfect for everybody, <laughs> and that's fine. I was yes, almost yes. perfect for somebody.
1: I actually take it as a compliment. Yes. I was
0: close to being perfect.
1: The ending is nice, though, when Harper goes to the office to clear out her things. Um, she gets a little bit of a redemption arc, I think, with Kirsten. Um, Harper's never had the confidence... Uh, until getting fired to really put her writing skills to the test so she's always talked about being a sports journalist and when she walks into the office Kirsten's there and offers her job back Um, but she says if she wants to be a real writer she can't be someone's assistant and has to actually write so Kirsten says okay do you have anything I can take a look at and it was like it was she needed to stand up to Kirsten and say like no this is actually what I want to do I don't want to be your assistant I want to be a writer in order for it to happen um I know you don't I don't think Harper's
0: actually ever going to become a sports writer.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah, okay.
0: So there's this moment after Harper gets fired and her best friend Becca shows up and she's like, oh no, what's wrong? And Harper's like, I got fired. And Becca's like, that's great news. She's so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I got
1: fired. Really? That's amazing. Congratulations. (laughs) You okay? I spent so much time there. Like, and I never wrote a single article. No, Kirsten hates me. (laughs) and she'll never help me. I'm bad at this. I've been trying to write the same article for months. Becca, and it's so bad I can't finish it. Ow! Of
0: course your first draft hey, is ouchie. gonna be bad. It's gonna be terrible. And then you know what you do, Harper? You go back and you make it better, but you can't make it better until you actually do it. Harper's thought process was: This is a great sports writer. I want to be a sports writer, so I'm going to be her assistant, and I'm going to be an amazing assistant, and then she's going to figure out somehow through the magic of Hollywood that I can be <laughs> a sports. That that's not how it works. No, it's not. How have you been ten feet from this amazing person, and you haven't written a single article, Harper? Like, like when I, when I first started, uh. In broadcasting, I had an overnight shift, 11 p.m. until 3 a.m. Ask me how many people listened. (laughs) Probably close to nobody. I got a call from a a truck driver who who was going through town. Like people with insomnia or that truck driver are basically the only people that listen. But that wasn't the point. The point was to just get better, to have hours on the air, right? Because they say it takes about 10,000 hours of doing something to become an expert on that thing. So those four hours a night... You know, I probably sucked. I was probably horrible, but it's just getting me closer to that ten thousand hours moment. So yeah, Harper, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates' uh, assistant. If you're not showing him like software coding and being like, "Hey, like, what do you think, Bill? Does this look stupid or is it good? Like, give me some pointers." Then it doesn't matter. Like, who you're going to be the assistant to, you're not going to get better at that thing just from like being around.
1: Them. I, I, Yeah, I think she definitely needs to be a little bit more proactive, but I do think sometimes you get stuck um, and and you're almost sometimes too good at your job. And that's all your boss thinks you're, you can do or that you want to do. So I think, yeah, Harper could have been a little bit more upfront being like, hey, I want to be a journalist one day. And you would think that she would have had that conversation with Kirsten. Yeah. But clearly she was too good at her job and that's all that Kirsten thought she wanted. So... I, I think sometimes you do get stuck, though, and it's a weird compliment to be so good at your job that your boss doesn't want to promote you.
0: I just don't know if she has enough passion for it because, like, you didn't write a single whole article the entire time. Like, before I got on the radio, I had a YouTube channel. Don't look it up. It was horrible.
1: <laughs> I don't but even it's think like, I've seen that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I haven't shown anybody now, like, 15 years later but like it was really bad but like i was doing something like that and then i was on the radio and now i've got a podcast and you know what if this podcast all goes to hell i'll be driving up and down the street with a megaphone just telling people my feel just because it's like like there's this itch to do that thing so the fact that she spent all these years beside this amazing sports writer and she wasn't going home and just mm-hmm. writing columns yeah. just for the heck of it yeah like yeah. like create a portfolio yeah, but, like, you, you should have some passion that you just want to do mm-hmm.
1: this thing. Harper leaves the office, and guess who is waiting for her outside?
0: Charles.
1: Charlie. Uh, Kirsten set the whole thing up, so it was cool that it came full circle.
0: Yeah, they they have this... Is this your best scene? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, Charlie has this moment. He tells Harper how he was feeling, what a dick he was. They share a kiss. The kiss itself is actually my what should have been. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of how the movie closes. We get like a rolling shot up into the Into the, horizon. <laughs> into the abyss. Beautiful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quick facts? Quick facts. Claire Scanlon, who directed the film, also directed episodes of TV shows including The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Fresh Off the Boat. She was
0: also an editor for The Office.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. This movie is based on a true story. The idea of the movie, where two assistants attempting to set up their bosses, came from the movie's producer, Juliette Berman's real-life attempt to set up her boss for her own romantic gain. She had a crush on a fellow assistant, and it might not have been reciprocated, uh, but for fun they were just like, hey, why don't we try to set up our bosses? Basically, they got them to the same restaurant twice and nothing happened. Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones was originally going to play Harper. When MGM held the rights to the movie, she was going to be one of the leads. However, after Glenn Powell was cast as her counterpart, the search for the bosses proved to be challenging and Emma and Amelia could no longer play the role due to scheduling conflicts with with Game of Thrones. Without Amelia as one of the leads, MGM was no longer interested in making the movie and Netflix picked it up. The role of Harper was originally going to be older. Zoe Deutsch was in talks to take over the role once Amelia could no longer do it, but the character was originally written as a 28-year-old, and at the time, Zoe was only 22. In the end, they chose um, to age the character down to 25 from 28, which I think she pulled it off. Absolutely. Glenn and Zoe's chemistry was almost too much. The director said that the chemistry between the two was clear, but that she didn't want it to be too obvious right off the bat after their meet-cute, that they would end up together. The entire genre itself of rom-com is pretty self-explanatory. She wanted the storyline to play hard to get to make it worth it, which was hard to do when the two leads had such chemistry.
0: I actually disagree, Claire. You, you should have let them be more, <laughs> uh, have more chemistry on set because I didn't feel it all the time.
1: The movie's most talked about scene is Charlie and Harper's journey to find pizza after a day of drinking and dancing. They end the night with climbing up a fire escape and eating the best pizza on Charlie's floor. This is where they catch each other's eyes and it changes in that instant. Um, This is what we saw on the screen. However, the director went on to say, I don't want to burst any bubbles, but the amount of pizza that was there was disgusting. Nobody was hot to anybody in that moment. It was disgusting. Zoe ate so much pizza that she threw up. The director said, it's freaking Zoe. I'd be like, don't eat it. There's a spit bucket. Just spit it out. And Zoe said, no, I have to. And I was like, this isn't a method scene. You don't have to eat the pizza. But of course, she ate the damn pizza. She ate
0: the pizza.
1: For this pizza scene, the prop master had the task of securing two types of pizza for Glenn Powell as he is gluten free. Can we imagine anyone else playing the role of Kirsten other than Lucy Liu?
0: Sandra Bullock might be able to pull it off.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I never even thought of that one. The director originally envisioned someone else playing the role of Kirsten. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> good guess. It's not. Uh, it was Amy Poehler. Oh, I... Oh, mm. So the director said, I loved her as Leslie Nope, but I wanted to see her kind of hardcore.
0: Yeah. A little bit of, bit of an edge. Yeah. Because like Sandra Bullock, I, I think Lucy's character and Sandra's character in The Proposal, Fairly similar. Mm, That's a
1: good point. Yeah, yeah. They had to CGI Rick's coffee stain on his shirt after Duncan, Charlie's best friend and roommate, dumps a coffee on him near the end of the movie. The shirt was way too good at repelling the stain. Oh, that's funny. Best scene.
0: Best scene. For me, it's got to be the elevator scene. Oh, God. Harper and Charlie. They first decide, hey, let's get Rick and Kirsten. Let's get them dating. They decide... We all work in the same building. Just get them stuck in an elevator together. It's a very easy concept. And of course, calamity strikes when a delivery man joins them oh, in the elevator. Yep, yep. And they're coordinate- coordinating this with uh, like Titus from...
1: Tim. His name's Tim in this movie. Oh, his name's Tim? Yeah. Because
0: in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, yes, he is Titus. Yes, he is. Um... <laughs>
1: Okay, the are
0: off. I'm calling the firefighters. No, oh, I'm calling the real
1: police. Okay, this button is specifically designed for this type of emergency.
0: Exactly. You want the actual emergency response team, not the jack assigned to the elevator squad. No, maybe we can make a rope.
1: You're not going to get any service. That's already ringing. Excuse me.
0: Look, if we press it at the same time, it'll confuse the system. But it was already ringing.
1: I gotta pee. I'm gonna pee. If you pee, I will end your
0: life. So he gets all three of them stuck in the elevator, the delivery man now included. Yeah. And, of course, that dude freaks out. He takes off his clothes. He's a little bit overweight, so that, you know, adds to the comedy of it. He has stress incontinence.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Which means he pees. He took a pee in the elevator. It's so gr- It was so gross, the whole scene. I was like, oh, my God. I'm
0: surprised you didn't have this in your Quick Facts, because I've been going ahead and re-watching The Office, of which Claire was an editor for, there's an episode where Pam screws around with the elevator in the office, and her and Dwight are in the elevator, and it gets stuck, and he pees in the corner.
1: Really? Dwight
0: pees in the corner.
1: This is a thing for her.
0: I was going to say, I thought <laughs> Claire really enjoys stress guys, pee- yeah, guys yeah. peeing in corners of <laughs> elevators. Apparently. I guess so.
1: <laughs> so my best scene is uh, the pizza scene. I think it's perfect. Um, like I said earlier, Becca, Harper's bestie, uh, knows Charlie and Harper click, and they hit it off. So she lets them leave the party to go and find pizza. They find pizza, head back to Charlie's place, only to find Duncan banging um, banging someone. He could have put a sock on the door, but I guess he plays third eye blind. Um, they They have to climb the fire escape in order to get to Charlie's room to eat their delicious pizza. Right. Oh no, my god! What?
0: Stop! Keep the top up, otherwise, the cheese will slide off. <laughs> Please don't drop my pizza. What? Just stop making me laugh. <laughs> I'm serious. Stop making me laugh. I'm trying stop. to. I'm just, I mean it, okay? It is in my possession. I got this. Oh, are you okay?
1: I'm fine.
0: No, I'm talking on my pizza. Oh.
1: Parkour! Pork. It's just a really cute moment where they both totally realize that they like each other. And I also, though, totally agree with Charlie. When that you have fast food or pizza, you can't open the bag. It will let the heat and the smell out.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely a Harper in that moment. I want to oh take a look at what we got. Oh, God.
1: I know. All the time when we go and yeah. go through a drive-thru, you always open the bag. And I always have to tell you, no, <laughs> close the bag. You got to keep the heat in.
0: Honorable mentions. <laughs>
1: I don't have honorable mentions this time.
0: My honorable mention is the premise. Because this movie you you chatted about it, Sarah. It's very unique in that it asks the question. It asks the question, is it possible to create a meat cute? If you could manufacture a meat cute, the ideal meat cute for optimal love creating. So what happens? Okay. We chatted about it. Kirsten mm-hmm. and Rick, they get stuck in an elevator. That doesn't really work out, but then we have the the seats together at the Yankees game. The kiss cam hits them. Oh, boom. yeah, the kiss cam. Meat cute has been achieved. Correct. So, like, if you could make a meat cute, mm-hmm. what would it be? You already talked about how you you liked that this one was a little bit of a strange meat cute because there are the yeah. classic like, I'm a lost damsel in distress. Like, P.S. I love you. Um, there's the you know at a party and I don't know anybody. Meat cute. There's the uh, I just happened to walk into your crappy bookstore and i'm a massive movie star nodding hill type of meat cute what what would you do if you were writing your own romantic comedy
1: i don't i i mean i say that i like the this modern twist on a meat cute um but i think you're gonna laugh at me because i think mine will probably be a little bit traditional but i think it goes back to like a 101 dalmatians kind of meet cute with a dog oh oh the
0: dog i think somehow
1: involving a dog like i
0: I had no idea where you were going with that i'm like so there's (laughs) there's an emma stone just chasing after people trying to get their dalmatians where's (laughs) the meat cute in that no cruella
1: here no cruella i
0: forgot that that's uh
1: yeah like i think i think dogs or or animals for that matter i think they can really bring people together and um yeah, something like that, like either, uh, you know, being the only people at the dog park and striking up a conversation because... Why is it
0: all animal related?
1: Well, oh, I'm just... It's one example. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God. Okay, what's yours?
0: <laughs> I. You know what I like? I like the... Um, I don't know. I was thinking I like the vacation meet cute, like a la Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you know? He's going there because he just got broken up with, but he still got the trip, so... You know, he goes to Hawaii, and he meets Mila Kunis. And there's something very romantic about being on vacation. I would hate to be on vacation single, alone, solo, yeah. alone. Yeah. But I think it does afford you the opportunity to be a little bit more um, opportunistic. You know, you meet somebody, you strike up a conversation. What the F else am I going to do? I might as well hang out with you.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, I like and that. And then
0: maybe love blossoms from that.
1: Maybe it does. Maybe just a good time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: What should have been?
1: Okay, so my what should have been is the character of Kirsten is really an undercover gig for Lucy Liu's character in Charlie's Angels.
0: Wait, so you're saying that Kirsten is Lucy Liu in Charlie's Angels? Yes. Like it's it's one and the same person? Yes.
1: Okay. It's just an undercover gig. Long game.
0: Okay, I like it. That's an interesting what should have been. I didn't think you were going to go there. My what should have been is that the first kiss should have happened sooner.
1: Okay. With, I don't know. Like, the pizza scene.
0: It, maybe it should have happened at the pizza scene, 100%. But,
1: but I think if they were going to do that, then they would have had to, like Golf Guy was out of the picture um, for Harper, but I think Charlie would have had to break up with Suze um, a little earlier. No, then. you can
0: have a little bit of intrigue. Maybe it happens at the Yankees game. The kiss cam also just jumps to them. Whoops. Oh, it's I like that. It's on Harper that. and Charlie now, I like too. that one better. And, Rip and Rick and Kirsten are deep in a conversation. They don't notice that they're employees. So they have this moment where they kiss really quick just to get off the camera.
1: Oh, my gosh. So yes. yes. You could have written that scene. You should have written Claire. that scene. Claire. Hire me. I love it. Um. I also just, I, like,
0: I want to feel during a romantic comedy like love is in the air, you know? And with this movie, I felt it a little bit. Not enough, though, eh? Not enough. They, they they shared their first kiss, the last scene of the movie, and Charlie has this nice redemption arc, but, like, it only really happened at the end of the movie. I, I wanted to see a few more a few more nibbles here. Throw, throw a little treats out there for me that I can nibble on throughout it. Rewatchability. What are your scores?
1: Okay, so I surprised myself with these scores. Um, <laughs> chemistry four point five. Okay. Storyline four. Okay. Thirst factor five because the cast was very good looking. Oh, a Five? Yes, I'm including Lucy Liu and
0: Tay. Tay, uh, yeah, Tay Diggs. Yeah. They, I mean, I'll agree with you that they are fives.
1: Zoe Deutsch is beautiful, and okay,
0: Glenn's pretty cute. Glenn's not cute.
1: Okay, then maybe I'm sorry, Glenn. No, I think it's a five because they rounded out. Glenn might be like a little less than a five. Okay. But the others are five. Imagination three point five. Soundtrack three point five. Cheese two. Okay. For an overall score of three point seven five.
0: I am chemistry three. Storyline four point five. Ooh. Thirst factor, I only gave it a two.
1: What? Who are you?
0: Imagination, a three. <laughs> Soundtrack two. I can't really remember any of the songs. Okay. And she's three for an overall score of 2.9. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: What was your score
1: again? 3.75. Whoa, that's high. I know. I surprised myself. Dear Lord.
0: And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Set It Up. Make sure you follow us on Spotify if that's where you're listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review there. And you can follow us on Instagram at rom Rewind.
1: Thanks for listening.